Hey, I'm Dave Coles, and you're listening to the Orbex Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the All Blacks podcast. I'm JP Tocker and with me I have Andy Burt. In this episode we were fortunate enough to talk to John Campbell, the legendary broadcaster of New Zealand. Fantastic to talk to John, uh, iconic broadcaster and to be fair one of the biggest Wellington rugby supporters in the history of all time really. Yes, so true, great to get you. Yeah. Hey look, yeah, we talked to John about the Lions still coming up, um, obviously about growing up in Wellington and, and going to Athletic Park. But also just his involvement and getting the All Blacks to play Samoa in Samoa in 2015 and how special that was to him. Absolutely, it was huge. It was a real trip down memory lane, but also John told us um, some really interesting stories, had some funny stuff to say, so it's a really good listen. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. John is so passionate about rugby and the All Blacks, and we were just fantastically stoked to talk to him. Yeah, I'll just welcome John Campbell to the All Blacks podcast, mate. Thank you so much for coming along. It's, it's, an, it's an honour. It's an honour to have come along. I'm de- absolutely delighted. Thanks for having me. A few technical difficulties early on, but we've managed to overcome those. It's, uh... well, well, the technical difficulties related to the fact that I'm 53. They were the only technical difficulties. <laughs> it was fine. It was the user that was out of order. Hey, John. Um, Andy here. Look, big fan of yours um, from back in, back in your TV3 days, um, hosting, hosting the 6pm news. Um, many happy memories of that. Hey, um, just just going to kick off, mate, with a segment we do with all our guests called Try or No Try. Yep. So I'm going to reel, reel off a quickfire question and uh, you just respond either way. So we'll kick off yep. here, mate. Herbal tea. Oh, definitely. Definitely try. Yeah, I love herbal tea. Peppermint yeah. and chamomile. Oh. I live in grey. I mean, are you allowed to say? Are you allowed to say on this podcast, this August podcast, a word that rhymes with tanker? Oh. No, oh, not sure. <laughs> we're only, we're only two episodes deep, so we'll hold back on that one. No, I, I do, I'm very partial to a herbal tea. Fantastic. Next up, Oriental Bay. Yeah, try. Try, has to be. How about Italy's tactics against England and the Six Nations? Absolute try. Go Italy. Beautiful. Shut up, Eddie Jones. God, <laughs> get it. Good call. Guns and Roses. Uh, Am I allowed to say no try on that? Yeah, I, I, you, can. I, you, you know, can. look at me. I look like a Guns N' Roses man. Although I live near Western Springs, and I have to say the crowd was delightful. God, mm. they were lovely. Three generations, grandparents and grandkids. Mm. was charming. Fantastic. How about Game of Thrones? No, I never really watched it. Fair enough. No try then. Yeah, yeah, no try. No try. Absolutely. How about the Oscars ceremony? Uh, well, well, no, I was working. I was on air at the time, but was, so no try. But I was a big fan of Moonlight, so I was delighted they won. That's if anyone who's listening to this podcast, I warmly recommend that movie. It's a beautiful, exceptional film. Brilliant. How about Patonk? No, no try. Fair enough. No try. Interesting. Mexican waves. Um, yeah, I, I take my boy to the game. You know, he's thirteen. He loves them. So try. Brilliant. And finally, Athletic Park. Oh, try yeah. with my dad. Millard stand. Millard stand. You yes, shivers, yes. Yeah, I almost said another word that began the same way as shivers and had a tea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Millard stand with my dad, and, and uh, the subtly going up your trouser leg, and oh, magic! And watching players who never played there before, who sort of stood there for the up and under, and it landed twenty meters behind. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Those are the days. 
Hey, and that's a great, great <laughs> seg- segue, John. Um, just talking about, obviously, you're a very proud Wellingtonian. What were some of your earliest um, rugby memories? Uh, it's funny. I grew up in a time when, when fathers and sons kind of needed an excuse to hang together. You know, this is... I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 53, as I said, and so my earliest rugby memories all revolve around, you know, the treat of going to the park with my dad. And in those days, you were allowed onto the field after the game, and so getting autographs, but I, I wasn't a big autograph collector. I'd just kind of go onto the field and kind of stand there and take it all in, and the, the players would be slow to leave the field in those days, and so you'd kind of get the sense of them. So, you know, as a little boy, and they'd be towering above you, and I, I, I remember that really vividly. And, you know, and I remember, you know, I, you know um, my first ever a kind of rite of passage was to go up with my friend Richard Bogue when we were, I think, 14. And we went up to watch Wellington challenge Manawatu for the Ramfilly Shield. And Seeds didn't have a Brian Seed or didn't have a great day with his boot. <laughs> Seeds. Bless him, dear old Seeds. I mean, I love Seeds, but he, I think he'd tell you that that wasn't his best performance with the boot. But I remember that. So we came home without the Shield. But, I, you know, we caught the rail car up to Palmerston North. Yeah. So all those great memories. But, I, you know, if you, if as an old man, I look back on my life as a rugby fan, a lot of it will revolve around Athletic Park. Although I was at... Uh, the stadium in Wellington when we won the, the super competition last season and with my son and my best friend Tim who's an old Wellington man and that was magic so I'll remember that for the rest of the days too but that the sheer wonder of being there with my dad and and I, I, was, a, I was a really hard out Wellington fan and I was it, oddly it seems strange now but I was just as happy watching Wellington play as I was watching the All Blacks play it was all exciting stuff There's nothing like a packed um, athletic, athletic park no, and the and the proximity. I mean, you were on the Millard stand. You were above the game. I mean, you know, as you were hardly any distance back from the field. And great players. You know, I mean, obviously Stu and Bernie, but just really great players over the years who were, you know, just tremendous characters. Well, rugby's always been full of hard cases. I suppose all teams have got their hard cases, but they mean more to you when they're yours. And so, yeah, glorious. I loved it. That they probably got away with a little bit more back in the day. Um, you know, the stories I've heard from the uncles and the, the, the older coaches through that seventies and eighties, they had a pretty good time. I think uh, probably a bit more so than what they did today. Yeah, well, there wasn't. I mean, no one, no one could tell a story about them in Courtney Place, could they? Or you know, and, I, and, and, and also they were amateurs. You know, I, I, I think it's entirely fair and reasonable that they went out after the game and you know, had a few drinks or whatever because they weren't getting paid for playing. Now, I remember, JP, I remember your dad and your uncle playing playing for Wellington. Yeah. You know, anyone who grew up, anyone who's my age will remember Toka with, um, with, with, you know, with great affection, that surname in the history of Wellington rugby. But, you know, I mean, those boys would have had jobs during the week. You know, yeah. I, I remember, you, you know, after the 87 World Cup, and the All Blacks won at Eden Park, a lot of those ABs went back to work on Monday, mm. went back to their real jobs. Mm. It's just a different world. It's hard to grasp that now, isn't it? In, in yeah, it is. Of, uh, it is, John. And we've recently been speaking to Salika Winyard, who's the fullback for the Black Ferns, and she's a police officer um, leading into the World Cup. Yeah, she's, she's still doing shift work. So it's, <laughs> it's, still, it's still the same deal for the women's players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't that fantastic? I mean, wouldn't it would be wonderful if there was enough enough money in the world for for, for, for the for the Black Ferns to you know be pros? But 
you know, boy, what a character she'll be. And also, you know, what great people skills she'll have as a result of that job. I mean, she'll be an exceptional ambassador for the game. Yeah, and she plays such a big role in the community in uh, Manawatu as well, so that's great, great yeah, to yeah. see. Yeah. Hey, John, yeah. Um, did you have a rugby club in Wellington you were connected with at all? Yeah, I played at school. I played at Wellington College. And then uh, I played... I, we, we formed our own team when I was at university called the Mixed Veggies, me and a few mates. Oh, it's and we, still see, going. See the Mixed yeah, Veggies still going. Still, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, well, I was one of the founding members of the yeah. Veggies. Wow, amazing. And, uh, yeah, and we played for MSP, I think, at first. Then we went to university. And then that, I think the boys are at West now, aren't they? That, yeah, I think, West. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah West, West was after my time. But we kind of moved around because <clears throat> we never wanted to take it that seriously. And so mm. we went to whatever club was just prepared to ignore us, really. But <laughs> I, I um, boy, that was fun playing for yeah. the veggies. I was halfback, as Martin Devlin often says, the Southern Alps moved faster than I did. But I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And uh, just glory days. You know, and you're standing out on, I don't know, Porirua, Wainui or, you know, Stokes Valley or whatever and the subtly's cutting through you and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing here? And then you run for three metres or throw a great pass or tackle someone who's a bit bigger than you. And I always found that the most triumphant and wonderful experience. I just loved it. I loved my rugby. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, John, as a long-suffering uh, Wellington fan, just how good was it last year? How sweet was it when the Canes took out the title for the first time? It's pretty embarrassing to say this, but it's it's you know I mean short of you know marriage and children and all that stuff it it's it was one of the happiest moments really I've ever had because I was with my boy I was with my best friend Tim who's you know been diagnosed with pretty serious cancer recently and we were together and I, I've spent my life watching and cheering for Wellington Rugby and I know the Canes isn't just a Wellington franchise I'm not you know ignoring that but. It was a it was a magic moment, and it was such a foul night, and everyone was happy. And I went down afterwards and got very kindly invited uh, by, by by TJ's wonderful partner Greer uh, under the you know under the stands afterwards. So I took James, my son, to meet the boys, and mm. I, it was truly, truly happy. And also, you know, this is a they're a good team. They're a team of good men, mm. and. So not only can you look up to them on the field, you can look up to them off it as well, and that stuff matters. So yeah, it was a it was a wonderful night. You're based in Auckland, and, and your your drive show probably has a, a fairly large Auckland audience. Um, do you feel that you have to sometimes defend the Hurricanes, and then also uh, at the same token that the Blues probably haven't had great success over the last five years? So there's a little bit of a uh, I don't know, like Martin Devlin sort of does, he's always defending himself somewhat. Yeah, I, I don't. I never apologise for being a Hurricanes fan, and Auckland is a city of immigrants. I mean, that Mount Roskill by-election, 50% of the people in Mount Roskill were born overas So I, Aucklanders are wow. really generous about you supporting someone else. You know, they, it's absolutely a fact of life in Auckland that, you know, a lot of people here come from somewhere else and support somewhere else. I like the Blues, and I, and I wish them well. And, you know, my son is a rugby player. He played for Ponsonby from the age of four, and now he plays for St Peter's College, and he and and so you know we you know we're absolutely connected to the Auckland rugby establishment. And if the Blues are playing anyone other than the Hurricanes, I'm yelling for them. But I'm you know I'm a, a Hurricanes man. When you go along to Eden Park, it's bloody funny. You know if the Blues are playing the Highlanders or the Crusaders or the Hurricanes, you know half the crowd position. I mean it's hilarious. And no one at Eden Park minds that. I think you know Aucklanders are quite kind about that. So no one at Eden Park. You know, says, oh, what do you know? Well, shut up. You know, you're in Auckland now. No, everyone, it's all quite good-natured banter. So yeah. Yeah. so the Blues are my second team. 
Nice. And looking at the Blues, so recruited some top-name players this season and a great start to the season against the Rebels. Is there, is there I guess I'd say, renewed hope in Auckland that the Blues are going to potentially make the playoffs this year? Yeah, it'd be exciting if they did. And also if they started pulling a home crowd too, you know that. It, it re- you go along to Eden Park and if there's, you know, 8,000 people there, you feel it's a little... I mean, I go most to most of the Blues home games because I like my rugby, but um, you do think, oh, come on, Auckland, turn up. So, you know, if they can start getting 50 or 20, 15 or 20 in, that'll be really, really magic. And I, there's a lot of excitement attached to Tana. I mean, there's a lot of people in Auckland really believe in him. And, um, and and they've, I mean, that, you know, that opening performance uh, against the Rebels in Melbourne, you know, this is a team that hasn't travelled well over the past few years. And 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 admittedly, the, the Rebels can be a mercurial side. They can go up and down like a yo-yo. But that was a great performance by the Blues. So, yeah, it's real high hopes. I, I think it's going to be a really exciting season. The Chiefs are looking good. The Highlanders will click, of course. I think the Crusaders are... You know, I mean, I, I, I think they may just... I mean, the Crusaders are slow starters, and they... Yeah, so I think they're going to be a threat. I mean, the problem is it's too many Kiwi teams. You know, there's Mm. only, you know, but they all are looking good. Yeah, that's right. Hey, John, a few years ago, your show, um, your 7 o'clock show, campaigned for the All Blacks to to go and play a test in Samoa. And then in 2015, that became a reality. And you went with Sky Sport and you broadcasted and, and you had a fantastic time. That must have been pretty special on, on a number of levels for you. Yeah, it was. It was really special for me. That's one of the most special experiences of my life too because I feel like rugby – I always say this to people because those of us who are my age remember the Springbok Tour, which was a, you know, really pretty shameful episode in our history. And sometimes liberal – my liberal friends say, oh, rugby, and I say, no, actually rugby is at at some levels the best of us. I mean, I I had a very cosseted – middle-class, white Wellington upbringing and the, and the most democratic institutions I was involved in, the institutions where I was mixing with the most inclusive and representative sample of New Zealanders, admittedly only males, and there weren't women involved, but I was, you know, I was playing rugby with boys, was rugby. And, and, I, and I always say to people, actually, rugby is a profoundly inclusive institution and, and, and we need to acknowledge that more. And I, I felt like the fact we've never been to Samoa when Samoan players have given so much to the All Blacks and to rugby at all levels of New Zealand was 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 a failing. And the fact that we addressed it, the fact that Steve Chu and Steve Hansen and everyone listened to that and responded so immediately and so enthusiastically and so well, and that it was such a great occasion up there, made me really proud of the game, of, of our role in encouraging them to go up there, of the way the boys behaved when they were up there, you know, that parade through Central Apia was truly moving. Mm. And... And also, I know a lot of the Samoan players. And Alama Yuramia, who ex-Wellington boy, ex-All Black, now Samoan coach, is a mate of mine. He's a wonderful man. And Eliotta is a lovely friend of mine. And I mean, he wasn't playing, but former Samoan and, 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 and so memorably opinionated. And I, so I, I, I had a great time up there. I mean, I, I, you know, I, we, Samoa and Samoan, Samoan New Zealanders. I mean, Stephen Jones and the English media sometimes get this wrong. These, you know, Auckland is the biggest Samoan city in the world, mm. but they have contributed so much to the game, and it was lovely to say thanks in that way. And, John, being over there for that um, that few days or that week, what exactly did it mean to the people of Samoa for the All Blacks to go there? So much. So much. And that ride in from the airport when all the villages were decorated and... Mm. 
you know, that people had done big pictures of their favourite players and there were all black flags on one side of the road and Manu Samoa flags on the other. And people, and everyone's very, people are very proud in Samoa. So there's lots of painted stones and rocks around villages, to, you know, and that they've been painted black and, and, and Manu colours and mm. all the kids were there and it was magic. It was absolutely magic. And the other great thing is that Samoa's a great place to visit, but I think, you know, I mean, New Zealanders tend to go to Fiji or Vanuatu or whatever for Pacifica holidays, and um, there were a lot of Kiwis up there for the first time in Apia, in the hotel where we were staying. There was a lot of people having their first trip to Samoa, mm. and they were having a wonderful time. So I think at every level it worked as an occasion. I know it was a loss maker for the, for the Samoan Rugby Union, but... You know, I mean, the, you know, the government had to pay, you know, some money towards the World Cup when we actually look at the bigger picture and think, no, that's money well spent. Mm. And I, it was. It was an incredible occasion. Mm. Do you think that, you know, we, that was 2015, um, we're now 2017 and, and rapidly approaching another World Cup, that maybe that's something that we could lock in uh, either a Samoan fixture, either in New Zealand or Samoa, just to probably unify that relationship a little bit, a little bit better? I think we need to work on, I think, global. This is not just a New Zealand responsibility, although New Zealand has an incredibly close relationship with Samoa. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in downtown Auckland. If I leave the Radio New Zealand building, I will not walk for 100 metres without bump, bumping into a Samoan New Zealander. And that, that, that's a uniquely close relationship. I mean, these are two countries that are tied together. So we need to reflect that. But I, I, I would argue that global rugby has to, we all have to work harder. I mean, Alami Yurimiya is going to coach a Manu Samoa team and their players at the moment are in Japan, they're in Ireland, they're in yeah, France, it's they're, difficult. they're in Romania. He gets them two weeks before the season begins. You know, there will be occasions when some of those boys are meeting each other for the first time. Mm. And how the hell do you coach a national side in those circumstances? You know, it's the same situation that Philo's got a bit with the Sunwolves in the super yeah. competition. But, you know, they're just thrown together from all around the shop. And, and what makes a great rugby team is instinct and understanding and cohesion that comes from spending time together. So we need to work that out. But the All Blacks can play their part by, by just saying, yep, we take you seriously, Samoa, and we are grateful. And no one is suggesting annual fixtures, or, mm. but I think if we can regularly go up there, then, then you will encourage Samoan boys to stay in Samoa and play rugby there rather than coming to Auckland, then, or going to Tokyo or you know, southern France or wherever, then you will create a culture that will eventually foster an environment where Samoan children can grow up wanting to play for their team and not leaving the country. And hopefully, eventually, we can find a place for them in the super competition. I don't know, you know, but it's a long-term project. But I think it's one that we have a responsibility to really push for. Mm. Absolutely. Hey, John, and on, on a lighter note, I had a conversation with Ken Laban a couple of years ago where he joked that you actually pronounce um, the Polynesian surnames better than he does. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, Ken's brilliant, and it, it comes, it comes. I mean, Ken, you know, it's, it's mother tongue for Ken, but I really worked at it mm. because, you know, it's, it's just respect, about respect. It is. It's respect. Mm. And I always say to my children, be polite to people. Never leave anyone worse than you found them in. Mm. You know, saying a guy's name right, it's not much to ask, especially when you're a professional broadcaster. Mm. There are times when, you know, I'm doing something live on the radio and you go to say somebody's name. I don't know. It could be from anywhere. And you get halfway through it and you think, how's this going, John? How you go, you know? And, <laughs> oh, and then you have an out-of-body experience and you think, oh, you're blowing this. And you want, you know, but I try, I try hard. We should. Mm. It's our job. 
Mm. I tried to commentate um, Russia versus Papua New Guinea in a sevens game earlier this year. Um, and I think I just avoided trying to use names as much as I could. It was pretty tough, I'm not going to lie. But good man, JP. Good man. Hey, John, actually just moving into your personal career, mate, we've got a bit of interest in that. So obviously you're um, fixture on TV for so long. Um, now you've shifted back into radio. Um, in your original plan as, I guess, a cadet reporter, um, is that how you saw your career panning out? or No, I, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a, quite an accidental character. So mm. as a cadet reporter, I was just always in the day, you know, let's, mm. have, let's, let's be the best I can today. Let's work the hardest I can today. Let's have the most fun I can today, you know, and then and then it was tomorrow. Mm. And then and I, I, I had a lot of luck in my career, right place, right time, people leaving, me being called on to replace them. That's how I became a newsreader. John Hawksby unexpectedly left and mm. Mark Jennings, my boss, said, hey, can you fill in until we find someone? Well, I, I did it for seven years, you know, and then, and then I did Campbell Live and, mm. and I got Campbell Live because Holmes suddenly, without any warning, left TVNZ and went to Prime and mm. TV3 thought, gosh, if we're ever going to do a seven o'clock show, now's the time to do it. We'll get John to do it, you know, so that went for 10 years and mm. so... Oh, all, all I would say to people is just work hard and, 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 and be available for luck. You know, make yourself available for good luck so that when it happens and people are looking around for the recipient, you know, you've worked hard enough and given enough of yourself to deserve it. But And, and also, you know, work with the best people you possibly can. I've worked with extraordinary people, great bosses. You know, I've been really lucky. I've had a blessed career. Mm, absolutely. Hey, John, and just... Sort of in, in terms of you touched on being available for opportunities, and um, look, I, I sort of believe in a little bit of, of taking your own opportunities. But what advice would you give to people that are, are trying to get into um, possibly um, TV or, or radio or, or sort of a, a broadcasting career? Work really hard. Work work real. If you're young be full of energy and optimism and a sense of possibility because the, the, the industry is exhausting. And if, if you're surrounded by older people, they're probably tired and they're probably, you know, a bit spent. And if you can be the person in the environment who is racing out the door and trying to contribute and offering light and youth and optimism, then that will be so valued. Be yourself. Don't try and be anyone else, you know, you know, people sometimes say to me something really lovely, like oh, "I want to be you," and I and I say, "Well, that, that, you know, there's, you know, I'm already here. You know, and that one of me is more than enough. Just be yourself, and 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 work hard. Just and and work hard, and yeah, and 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 treat people decently. Mm. J- journalism is a transaction that involves people mm. trusting you to 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 tell the truth, and, and so therefore it's your job to do so, and enjoy it, man, enjoy it." That was a good question. Lovely words. Mm. I think that's something we can take on. Um, everyone can take on there, John. Thanks for that. Hey, look, moving on to the Lions series coming up this year, John, um, what memories do you have from the 2005 Lions series? Well, what memories I have. You know, my friend Tim that I was talking about before, mm. that we were at the – yeah, so he and I were at Wellington when Dan – we mm. were there for Dan that test. Mm. Dan, in fact, I have the ticket on, on, on my wall at home – uh, from that test. How so, cool is that? Yeah, that's kind of sad. 32 really. points. Yeah. Um, it was just an extraordinary performance. And, of course, after the O'Driscoll thing, the Lions were really um, – they were really galvanised. I mean, they were really – they really wanted to make some points. And they were smited off the park. But I think 
you know, one of the most complete games an individual has ever played in the history of rugby. So I, I was there and it was it was extraordinary. And the atmosphere in Wellington was extraordinary. So I, I remember it vividly. The other game that I remember was against the Māori team at um, in Hamilton. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and we got tickets at the behind the dead ball line, you know, standing seats. And we, we were just with the most wonderful crowd. It was just such fun. And when John O. Gibbs led the Haka at the end of that game, having beaten them, mm. I swear to God, that was a spine-tingling moment. Mm. Oh, that was mm. so good. I've got tickets to the Māori game in Rotorua, actually, in the tour, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Mm. It's going to be huge. Yeah. With, with the Lions tour this year... It, it, it's sort of uh, a massive economic uh, value to New Zealand, and it's probably not, obviously not quite in, in terms of a rugby world cup. But um, how important do you think it is to? And, and obviously, it's very important to to have these tours, but not only um, play great footy, but also it, it's putting New Zealand on the map, and we're putting ourselves out there to the world, aren't we? Yeah, we are, and that, that, you know the Lions, as everyone knows, their fans are that they, they bring an affluent constituency with them who come to New Zealand for weeks and spend a lot of money when they're here. I mean, there's a there, there a lot of money will come into New Zealand as a result of that tour, and also a lot of memories. The Lions, when I, I think they came, was it seventy seven? They came seventy seven yep. or seventy eight? Seventy seven. So they trained at Wellington College. I was the third form, mm. and I still wow. remember. And we were allowed to go down and watch them train. And they spoke. They came to assembly afterwards. And you know, the you know children who are exposed to that at the age of thirteen or eight or ten or whatever remember that the little boys and girls who will see them in community. I mean, their first game's up in Whangarei, isn't it? And yep. so the community will see them up close, and the little boys and girls who see them will remember it for the rest of their lives. And then their fans spend money like that, printing the stuff. Yeah. Because rugby's, you know, uh, that's a big, that's a wealthy constituency in the UK. So it's really exciting. Also, they're, they're good fans, you know, they're good-natured fans, a lot of singing, a lot of great banter, so it'll be fantastic. There's a fantastic, that uh, the Lions put together like a tour video, and the, the, the tour video of the Australian tour is, is on YouTube, and it is Absolutely awe-inspiring, and I recommend anyone to watch because it will get you so excited about this Lions tour. Mm. And my brother-in-law is actually Ricky Flutie, and so I got to see a lot of the inside videos of their South African tour when he went away with them. And it is professional at another level, this Lions team. Like, they are just they, – they had 42 support crew on their tour to South Africa. Extraordinary. I mean, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. And, and, and then you see so you throw so all of that stuff, their consummate professionalism, then you throw into the fact. I mean, I'm looking forward to one of the games of the season I'm really looking forward to is, uh, is England Ireland coming up in the yeah. six, huge six, six, isn't it? And that's going to be, yeah, man alive. So if you took, take the best players from those two teams and Scotland are firing, boy, mm. that's exciting. It's got, that's going to be a strong, strong team squad they bring down here. Mm. Shivers, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a huge series, um, John. And looking at the fans that are coming out, you're looking at 25,000 potentially, maybe even more. If you could just recommend one or two must-do activities in the country for them to do, I'm sure a few oh, of them are listening. Yeah. What would you recommend? I have fish and chips on a beach somewhere out of a proper packet because I don't mean to be rude, but fish and chips are not served out of a bay marine <laughs> with lights above them. They're cooked fresh. Yeah. And if it's bluffy season, I'm confused about my bluffy season, you've got to eat bluffy oysters out mm. cooked out of a, a wrapped in paper. Mm. So I would do that. What we we're, we're, So I would, I don't know, I'd, I'd mix with people. Don't only go to the obvious places, you know, tra go leave the cities, tra travel and explore and 
talk to New Zealanders. Talk, talk mm. to New Zealanders. We, 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 we'll be so delighted to talk to you about rugby and where you're from. And welcome. You know, I hope you have a fantastic tour. And I, and I hope it's a great, close, exciting series. I, it, mm. How can it not be? Mm. It's going to be fantastic. And I think the thing that I'm most excited about, I don't feel like we've been challenged for a long time. So my expectation is I get up and I turn the TV on, aside from the Chicago Island match, that we're just going to win this. And even in yeah. that match, the whole way through, I just thought, well, we'll come back. Mm. We're going to win yeah. this. But this Lions yeah. tour, it just, it's just not quite that feeling that I've had in the last couple of years. So it is super exciting to be able to know that we possibly may not win this series. Yeah, and also the other thing is we are not we don't start the international season that well. I mean, a few years ago, I attended a game in Hamilton. I think we were playing Canada. And, we, you know, we made hard – I don't know if you remember, we made hard work of that for yeah, the first time. Yeah. You know, they, so if, if the Lions – you know, it's a great window. It's a, so, so the All Blacks are coming together. They, you know, they'll be coming out of the super competition and they – so it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. But I know a couple of the boys and I know that they'll want to – they won't want to lose to the Lions, and the Lions won't want to come down here and lose to us. It's going to be magic. Absolutely. Hey, John, um, during the series, allblacks.com, which you have a couple of camper vans traveling around the country, and um, so we hope to catch up with you in Rotorua for a quick chat as well for that um, yeah, big Maldi yeah, All Blacks game. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorting out tickets for everywhere. I'm, I, I'm going to go to as many games as I possibly can. Uh, it's tragic. So I'll look out. I'll come and avail myself of your camper van. That would be oh. sensational. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, hey, look, uh, just in terms of this weekend, uh, a couple of good matchups. Any games that you'll be tuning in for? Obviously, the Hurricanes versus the Rebels will be one, no doubt. Yeah, and who are the Chiefs playing? That's a lot. Is that a, is that a, have we Lose. got a local derby? Yeah, that's Battle actually, of the Bombays. That, yeah, that's Friday night in Hamilton, is it? That's is right. that Friday night in Hamilton? Yeah. That, I'm, I'm actually going down to Hamilton next weekend for the Canes game. Um, mm. the, we've got the boys, I'm taking the day off work and the boys are going down for it, but I'd like to go to that Blues-Chiefs game as well. That'll be a crack. What, what's your predictions and, on that one? Chiefs are going to be hard at home, but mm. boy, if, Tana can, if, Tana, if the Blues can win that, that is... That is That's a shake-up, isn't it? Mm. It's a shake-up. Mm. That's a shake-up. And the Saders, the Crusaders-Islanders, right? Southern Derby. Yeah. Where's that? Is that Dunedin or Christchurch? Forsyth Bar. Under the roof, the zoo. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're catches. Yeah, I, 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 the high, the Highlanders have got to actually um, make a statement this weekend. I think mm. I can't, pick, I can't pick that one. That'll be a cracker of a game. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's been exciting, isn't it? And the the best part is that like we keep saying anyone can beat anyone, and um, but just that added intrigue with the Blues. You know, mm. Sonny Bill Williams. When, when's he going to be available? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Rico Ioane, superstar yeah. unveiled last yeah. week. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. And I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to wish the Sunwolves well too. I, I'm a big mm. fan of Philo. He's a Wellington boy. Would have would he have played? No, he's a bit after your family. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Way after, but I just, I just hope. That I just funny. I mean, I know they got dealt to by the Hurricanes awfully, but um. Uh, I, I noticed that in broken play and the counter-attack, they were they were doing some good little first tackle. You know, they were mm. getting through the first tackle a couple of times. Mm. And I think if they can work out where they are on the field, if they get used to playing with each other and they can just run, you know, close support for the pop pass, I think yeah. they mm. might surprise teams. Yeah. So yeah. Just, it's just that you've got to build that kind of cohesion and you need time mm. to do it. But I think they'll improve. But they will. You know, I managed to speak to Philo just before Christmas, and they've got a lot of challenges, you know, in that franchise with you know just culturally and trying to, like you said, bring that team together. And so they're probably 
you know, halfway into the campaign, they're probably not really going to hit their straps because, mm. you know, lots of these guys, like you said, haven't played with each other and they're just learning about the game. And, and the yeah, Hurricanes yeah. last week were phenomenal. Like, mm. they didn't just play well. They didn't make mistakes and they were ruthless. So they just got probably on the end of a yeah. bad one, really, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, they were ruthless. That's an interesting thing. In the, in the past, uh, Wellington teams have somehow on occasion, just lack that real killer instinct. I mean, at one stage, when, you know, the Hurricanes were up by 60 points and the Sunwolves looked to have scored a try in the corner and I saw TJ talking to the ref about the fact they'd knocked the ball forward about 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love TJ, you know, yeah. and my son wants to be TJ when he grows up, but I yeah. see, shit, TJ, give him the try. Let them have the try. <laughs> and then I thought, well, yeah. isn't it great to see that killer streak? You know, mm. isn't that great? Mm. One of the great things about the Sunwolves was the crowd there in Tokyo. You had over 20,000 people there in the sun. Yeah, just beautiful. Just experience. Beautiful. And cheering and looking like they were really enjoying it. I hope that lasts. Absolutely. Hey, John, really appreciate you, you coming on the All Blacks podcast and um, taking some time out. And it just it's great to hear your passion and, and your stories um, and that you're such a, a fantastic advocate for the game, the game as well. Well, um, it's a, it's our national sport, and I, you know there have been very many occasions in my life when I've been very proud of the men and women who've represented us at a national level and a provincial level. And I, I you know, it's a great game. I, I think it's the beautiful game because it involves uh, something that is hard to describe, but I, I describe as courage. You know, mm. you it, rugby involves a thing which is entirely counterintuitive and that is to throw your body in front of someone who is running towards you you know that yeah. it's a strange thing to ask of yourself and and mm. and and at its best it's a game of athleticism of skill of speed of freakish mm. ability and also of courage and i, I love it mm. it's a great game and I, i'm looking forward to an incredible season ahead Hey John, um, one thing for me, and I'm sure all the listeners um, would love this as well. We haven't heard it all podcast long, but could you just give us a marvelous, please? <laughs> Mar- <laughs> marvelous, marvelous to talk to you, boys. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, John. Uh, Cheers, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks. See you, okay. Bye bye. Thanks very much for joining us on the second episode of the All Blacks podcast. Hey, look, please let us know uh, on social media who you'd like us to talk to and any feedback you've got. And otherwise, we'll catch up next week. And please subscribe on iTunes and um, share with your mates. Thank you very much for listening.